Daily Gazette Company presents the Parting Shots Podcast. Now, here's your host, Daily Gazette Sports Editor, Ken Shot. Thank you, Scott Giese, and welcome to the Parting Shots Podcast. Available wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe today. Thanks for joining me from the Parting Shots Podcast Studio in Schenectady, New York. And it's time to talk with Union Men's Hat Hockey Coach Josh Algie. We'll look back at the last uh, three games they played and uh, look ahead to uh, some stuff uh, on the holiday. So, uh, Josh, welcome back to the podcast. So, how are things? Yeah, good. Just uh, been traveling a little bit recruiting and now kind of take a day or two and get back on the road again. Yeah, so we'll talk about recruits a little bit later because we had some uh, players uh, signed their national letters of intent uh, recently, so we'll talk about that a little bit. But first, let's look back at the last week. You had three games in four days, a tough uh, uh, 3-1 loss to Maine, uh, in which uh, you had the better to play. Even Maine head coach Ben Barr thought you guys outplayed his team. And then you go up to Vermont for two games, you get a 5-4 come from behind victory on Friday and then a 4-1 loss on Saturday. You're 8-8 eight and eight heading into the holiday break, and uh, we'll talk about the goaltending situation arising for the Vermont games in just a moment. But what did you learn about your team from those three games? Well, I, I think that was a you know, tough stretch. You got you know three games in four days, and you're playing a, a rested hockey team You know after a, a long travel um, up at UVM. And then, I mean, obviously Maine is you know a top – five top 10 team in the country. So it was a good test and I thought we competed hard. Obviously we got to manage the puck a little bit better. And, um, you know, I, I think it's been pretty consistent with this group all year that they're, um, you know, they'll work through everything. They don't quit. They don't roll over. They don't feel sorry for themselves. They just kind of, you know, keep working and they're uh, establishing that culture of, of being relentless. And um, it, it's been a fun group. Obviously, we'd like to be, you know, two, win two out of three or three out of three of those. But so maybe not happy with the outcome, but um, you know, happy with the way the process has been going. The one thing you said to me after Saturday's game, you felt like this was a good test for down the road if you guys make the ECAC Hockey Tour in the quarterfinals, which is a best of three series. I mean, if looking at this last week, you would have lost the series two to one and. You said the players would have been upset. So, I mean, how important was it was it to you know maybe get a taste of that? Well, I think that was the message after Saturday night's game is that you know it, it ends that quick, just as quick as the guys got on the bus. And um, you know, we had some players that just went went home um, right from there. We had you know, I I went recruiting. You have you know, every, everybody just goes their own separate ways. And now you have two weeks where you don't you don't see anybody if you if you lose that series and. You know, March, you're you're done. You're packing your gear up. You're everybody's. You know, you're gonna have guys just quick sign pro contracts. You're gonna have guys that you know. You know, hopefully we don't have anybody going to transfer portal. But you know, just the way the world works now, that 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 stuff does happen. Well, the big story from uh, Friday's win was uh, goalie Joe Shower's performance in relief of starter Kyle Chauvet. Uh, Chauvet allowed three goals on eight shots in the first 15:05 of the game before uh, Shower replaced him with Union down three to one. Uh, Joe proceeds to stop 14 to 15 shots, uh, and the Garner Chargers score four straight goals to take a 5-3 lead and hold on for that 5-4 win. Uh, his first victory, his first decision of his uh, college career, and then uh, Sharp got the start the next night, uh, his first career one, uh, made 31 saves in the 4-1 loss. And Vermont was, was the last one was an empty netter. First of all, how would you assess his performance? Well, I, I thought he played great. Um, you know, he came in on Friday, and I mean, it's a tough situation that, you know, it could have went sideways and um, he settled everything down for us and just, you know, made the saves he should and, um, you know, felt that he deserved the opportunity. And he's been, you know, he, he's been close to getting some starts and we were kind of waiting for a, a situation like this to come in where he comes in and closes the door. And 
um, you know, he did his part and earned his opportunity. And obviously we believe in Kyle and Axel, but um, Joe came in, did a good job on Saturday. I, I don't think that was our, we didn't have our A game on Saturday. I thought we were a little sluggish at times. I thought we were um, just not as connected as we normally are. And, um, you know, he gave us a chance to win that game. And how important was that performance for you? And does, that, does this give you a sense of confidence knowing uh, he can do the job for you because, you know, you, he came into the season with just one you, – you came into the season with just one experienced goaltender in Chauvet who played 10 games last year. Yeah, Sharp had seen one uh, one game of play prior to the season, and that was just five minutes against uh, Quinnipiac in the 21-22 season, and the knee injury kept him out of action last season. Yeah, I think it's it's huge for us to have, you know – you know, a body work that we can look back to with Joe and be like, hey, he can do this. He can come in and play against really good hockey teams and do a good job. Um, you know, I think it pushes it pushes Kyle and Axel as well to know that there's competition. You want that you want that up and down your lineup. And, um, you know, for us, it's it's um, all positive that way. Let's get back to Friday's game. Um, it was a key moment there, 143 left in regulation. When after you guys got called for icing and Vermont took a timeout, you decided to use a video challenge, and I was watching the game, and uh, naturally, because the refs are not mic'd, we don't know what the heck they're reviewing. Uh, and then we find out the challenge was successful as uh, Ralph's uh, Bergmanis, so it was called for a hit from behind and a game misconduct. That gave you a power play, which in effect, you know, it gave you, you know, you, you killed the game at that point. So take us through the process of what led to the challenge. Well, we're, you know, we, we you like to have your challenge. You like to have that timeout. It's, it's a nice, you know, Nice to have. Um, when they called their timeout, we're, allowed, we're not allowed to change personnel, and um, you know we thought that the hit was was bad, and we asked you know Mateo and um, you know his his thoughts up top, and him and Tommy Richter were watching it, and you know um, you know they they said it was it was close and something that we could look at, and um, brought the official over, and I think our you know we asked one question just of. I just wanted to make sure if if it was successful that the game wouldn't go back to it happened at the five minute mark and I didn't want to add time onto the clock yeah. so um, when he said no it would just go from right there and I said well it was a hit from behind we'd like to challenge it and um, you know thankfully uh, you know Mateo and Tommy you know gave us that decision that they thought it could be and um, you know just for us it was we wanted to get our personnel at least so you know with the challenge you can get you know if we would have lost the challenge we can make make a line change and get the guys out there that we feel give us the best chance to close out a game. So that was that was kind of our, our thought process and why we did it. And, um, you know, for us, it worked out. I mean, how critical is that? Because I know early season, just some of your video challenges that didn't work yeah. out. But how, to have this one, in effect, uh, clinch the game, how, man, how big was that? Yeah, it's it was it was huge to get that power play and just, you know, you can kind of you just play keep away for a minute and a half and just make sure that, you know, they don't get possession. It, it It's a... Yeah, it's a great feeling, you know. Sometimes maybe it hurts the power play numbers, but like it, uh, it it helps in the wind column. That's one of those things. The power play, nah, don't worry about it. We win the games. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you have just uh, two non-conference games left this season: a game at Bentley on December 30th, and the Mayor's Cup matchup with RPI on January 27th. So, how important is it for you know, one of these three goalies, which includes uh, freshman Axel Reed, you mentioned him earlier, uh, to establish themselves as the number one goalie and establish some confidence for you? Yeah, I think that. Um, you know, we're, we're happy with our goaltending. We think that, you know, there's good competition there. And, um, you know, for us, it's, it's not a matter of, you know, somebody just establishing it. It's just getting good goaltending whenever they go in. And I feel like whoever, whoever jumps in will do that. And, um, you know, the Bentley game will be a good test to get us going here and, you know, a good warm-up here for the, the big push in ECAC hockey. Yeah. Well, let's take a break. Uh, when we return, we'll talk more uh, Union Hockey with Josh Halge, including the five recruits that have signed their national letters of intent. Stay tuned. 
Hi, this is Union Men's Hockey alum, Charlie Moxham. You're listening to the Parting Shots Podcast with Daily Gazette Sports Editor, Ken Schott. It's the most historic conference in college hockey. It's a battle night in and night out. ECAC Hockey, an iconic conference home to 12 of the most prestigious universities and programs in the world, and showcasing the best student athletes in the sport. Top-notch facilities and arenas, incomparable traditions, passionate fans, alumni who go on to become elite professionals, leaders, and champions. ECAC Hockey, there's no experience like it. Want to get all the latest news from the Daily Gazette on your phone or tablet? We have an app for that. The Daily Gazette app allows you to read all the newspaper stories and columns from our dedicated team of journalists. The app is free. You can download the app from the Apple or Google app stores. Hi, this is Daily Gazette digital producer Stan Hootie. I hope you and your family have a wonderful holiday season and a prosperous and healthy 2024. Welcome back to the podcast. Uh, Union Men's Head Hockey Coach Josh Halge is joining me here. Um, uh, you've pretty much kept the same lineup intact the last uh, few games with the exception of Ethan Benz replacing uh, Cole Kotze on the four line over the weekend and Cole out with the injury. Uh, how important is it to have a consistent lineup? Well, yeah, I think you want competition, but also you want, you know, at the, you know, kind of the second half of, of the first half and of the season here right before Christmas to have a little bit of, you know, j- just familiarity between your lineups and making sure that, you know, guys are comfortable with who they're playing with. And, um, you know, I think we'll make some changes as we get into the second half of, of just maybe some little tinkers. But for the most part, like, um, you know, you, you have the first half of the year to really kind of, um, you know, make a statement or make an impact. And, um, you know, we're, we're just trying to play as fast as we can, and a lot of times that's just having familiarity with your with your line mates. Yeah, there's not much time left for players to prove themselves. Obviously, with one more non-conference game uh, later this month, and then the other ones in January, uh, it's going to be conference play the rest of the way. So, I mean, do you look at this Bentley game and try to get the, maybe some players in that haven't seen much action just to get a look? I, I think it's for us. It's um, you know trying to get ready for that first weekend in ECAC. So I don't think it's a, a matter of you know playing guys that haven't played. It's a matter of getting our you know our feet back underneath us and get us in the game shape so we're ready to go for that first weekend. Um, obviously, we have some guys that are that are pushing to get in and that they've closed the gap um, from you know maybe they haven't gotten a chance yet, but they've they've closed the gap or they've had limited opportunities. So they're working hard and um, you know. You just kind of want those guys to keep pushing, even though it can be frustrating. But they're they're a great group, and they've been real supportive. Yeah, one question I received from a fan concerned uh, freshman defenseman Joseph Messina played in five of the team's first six games. But hasn't played since the first RPI game on November third. Nearly scored a first career goal, but that was wiped out on a goalie interference call. So, what is his, is his status? Oh, he's you know he's a great young man, and and um, you know just trying to settle him down and just you know continue to you know, to, to figure out, you know, how, how we defend and how we want him to defend and how, you know, he can, you know, use his offensive ability because he has, you know, great offensive ability. So um, he he was uh, sort of sidelined with like a upper leg injury. So like that, that put him down for this, especially this last weekend. But um, he, he's right there. He's been, you know, um, on the cusp here. And, you know, we've we decided to go with 60 a few nights. And that's, you know, when you do that, it makes it a little bit difficult for uh, that's, you know, 
seven, eight, nine defensemen to get in, and that's just kind of where he found himself. Well, speaking of defensemen, uh, sophomore John Prokop continues to impress. He leads the team in scoring with 23 points on four goals and 19 assists. Uh, he led the team last year in scoring. With, uh, this year he's got 20 points on four goals and 16 assists. Picked up a point in uh, 10 of his last 11 games. At one time last year, I actually compared him to former Union defenseman Shane Gossespierre. I thought maybe I was being a little too out there, but the way he's playing right now, is he as good as Shane was at Union? Well, I, that's that's a tough one for me because I, I didn't watch too many Union games um, other than like the NCAA tournament, and man, <laughs> Shane was unbelievable in that. So um, he, John is, is as valuable of a player as you know as maybe we have. Like he's. Um, he's great with the puck. He's continuing to get better as as a defenseman. He's, um, you know, when you look at his game, he still has growth, like strength wise and confidence wise. You know, when he came in from junior hockey, he had been you know, he had been pretty well traveled and been around a little bit. And um, I, I think he's just finally found a staff with with us that really believes in him. And you know, he, he makes some mistakes, but we're going to get him right back over the boards. And he's he's really valuable to us. So. Um, as he continues just to, to mature as a defenseman, I think there's there's still um, he's, he's got a much higher ceiling than he already you know showing in it, and what he's showing right now is pretty impressive. I mean, shortly after you were hired here, uh, you, he was one of your first recruits. How, I mean, how did he fall through the cracks, and you were able to get him at such a late uh, uh, chance? You know, I, I don't know why he was falling through the cracks. Um, so, you know, when you're when you're recruiting, you always have a list of guys that are. We did not need a defenseman that year because we were committed out at Clarkson. So you have a, a list of guys that just if something happens that you would go to and um, just always follow myself really liking his game, his, um, his upside, and, you know, he's, he's long, he's athletic. And um, so when I, <laughs> I was in the mix for the job, I was calling him for Clarkson just to kind of, if I got the job, uh, you know, he'd be the guy I'd call and then, when I got the job, I called him that that same day and said, "Hey, I, I got this job. I, I want to bring you with." So um, it, it worked out for us, and we were lucky to get him. And um, he's a uh, he, he's a great young man. Was that before or after I called you on your in your card that <laughs> <laughs> Friday? <laughs> yeah, that was it. Was it was after that I called him? I, I think it it probably wasn't the first day. It was probably the second day. Yeah. That first day was pretty hectic. Yeah. Well, uh, in my opening face-off column, when speaking of recruiting, um, I wrote about five income, incoming recruits who signed their national letters with Tent uh, recently, which for this program is a first because uh, past years, obviously, there's no athletic scholarships. Coaches had to wait till the uh, school accepted them, and they could, you know, the announcement would come in, in the middle of the summer. So, to be able to announce five players, and we'll name those players in just a moment, what does that mean for the college? And that, does that sh- you know, start to show fans that the scholarships are starting to, you know? To make an impact, yeah, and, and they definitely make an impact. I mean, for us, um, you know, one to be able to talk about them is really nice. Two, just to know that they're protected and you don't have to, you know, worry about anybody else um, in the landscape of college athletics right now. There is, um, you know, verbal commitments. I mean, they mean something, and you know, we 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 try to honor them as much as we can. And um, but there are some programs that maybe maybe don't. So um, and they just will keep calling your you know, calling your players until they sign that. So um, for us to have them wrapped up, know they're coming in, it's an exciting time and um, shows the the investment the school has made. Yeah, so these players will be coming in next season. Uh, they are Riley Brusek, a, North, a forward for the North American Hockey League's Oklahoma Warriors. Lucas, and I'm going to probably screw this one up, uh, Buziel? Yep. Buziel, oh. okay. A forward for the British Columbia Hockey League's Alberni Valley Bulldogs. Lucas Massey, a goalie for the USHL's Lincoln Stars. Connor Smith, a forward 
for the USHL Cedar Rapids uh, Rock Riders and Drew Sutton, a forward for the Oklahoma Warriors. Uh, let's start with Riley Brusek. Uh, five goals and six assists in 13 games this season with the Warriors, uh, putting him eighth in the team in scoring. And last year, three assists in 24 games with the USHL Sioux City Musketeers. Uh, he had 18 goals and 15 assists in 47 games in 21-22 with the uh, North American Hockey League's Wichita Warriors. What do you like about him? Uh, he's a big body. He uh, plays really physical. Um, so the the coach of the Oklahoma Warriors is um, you know, a good a good friend of our programs, and um, he uh, you know had uh, Carter Corpy, um, and I you know there's some similarities to those two players. Uh, Riley's you know really physical, plays hard. Um, just uh, going to be a guy that's going to be really well liked in our locker room. Um, he's, he had some injury trouble last year, so um, to be able to get in and, and get a regular um, opportunity with Oklahoma has been really good for him. And just uh, again, somebody that's going to you know come right in and, and, and play hard and play physical. You mentioned to me uh, when I talked to you about it for the uh, for the story in the column uh, that you recruited him at Clarkson. Yeah, so he was somebody that I've been talking to for a couple years um, when he was in. Wichita Falls moved to Oklahoma, but um, when he was in Wichita Falls, I really liked him. Just he, He's one of those guys that, like, he's just got, you know, there's there's still a lot of um, room for growth in his game, someone who's going to continue to get better, and he's, he's a tireless worker. Yeah. Uh, Lucas Buzzio, uh, six goals, nine assists, 26 games for the uh, for the Bulldogs uh, uh, last year uh, and played for the Ontario Junior Hockey League's Milton Menace. <laughs> Interesting nickname. Uh, he had 23 goals and 31 assists in 45 games, and um Interesting fact: uh, Josh Nixon is his cousin. Yeah, so he was, um, you know, one of the first players we committed, and uh, as well came in with, on a visit with Josh. And um, you know, they're they're different players. So uh, if you're looking for, you know, a, you know, Josh is can absolutely fly. Maybe a little s- smaller. Lucas is a bigger body, uh, protects pucks really well. Um, they both have the ability to finish, um, but um, Lucas is. Like he's really good on the dot. Will play center. Really responsible. Um, you know, plays the right way. Went went out to the BCHL as a you know first year player out there already. One of their captains. So um, just uh, you know, for us, somebody that can jump right in and play up and down our lineup. Yeah. So another Lucas uh, Lucas Massey, the goaltender, uh, having a you know, the tough season with Lincoln right now. One eight zero and one. The three point nine one goals against average and an eight seventy nine save percentage. Last year he was twelve six one and zero in twenty three games. Two point eight nine goals against and uh, eight ninety eight save percentage. What's been the difference this year? Yeah, just I mean, last year was a really veteran team. They had a lot of you know veteran defensemen, and this year they're they're really young. So he's been put into a leadership role as as well as just maybe you know hung out to dry a little bit there and um you know it, it says a lot that they're throwing them still in the net when when they're not you know like they're just not winning games right now um they've actually started to you know get on a little bit of a push where i think they're playing some better hockey so uh, but lucas is athletic he uh you know is a guy that's got you know, a lot of junior hockey experience and um, somebody we're excited about. So you could end up carrying four goaltenders next year. Yeah, that could that could be a situation yeah. for us. Uh, Connor Smith uh, tied for the uh, team uh, third on the team in scoring with 12 points on five goals and seven assists in 19 games. He saw action in 10 games last year, had two goals and four assists before a knee injury ended his season. Uh, what do you like about him? Uh, he he can really skate. Um, I think that's his number one asset is he'll, he'll jump right in and add um, – a dynamic level of speed, um, arguably could be our fastest guy coming right in. Um, Ken score has, has a knack for the net. Um, again, another, 
another guy that can play up and down our lineup and um, just you know play in all situations. And uh, Drew Sutton, uh, he's tied he, teammate of uh, Bruce X at Oklahoma. 11 goals, uh, 17 assists in 23 games, tied for the team leading scoring. And last year he was the second leading scorer on the team with 24 goals and 40 assists. Uh, you described him to me as a uh, selfless player and that you should be a little more selfish. What do you mean by that? Well, he's uh, he doesn't – a lot of times in junior hockey you have guys that are just – you know, they're there for a year, so they're looking to score points. They're looking to – you know, cheat the game. He he plays the game the right way all the time. He's he's got an unbelievable high IQ. Um, you know, in the classroom and on the ice, he's uh, he's so headsy. Um, manages the game really well. Can score. Can um, you know, if you if you need him to be a shutdown centerman, he can do that. If you need him to be offensive, he can do that. So um, somebody that will will you know jump right in in the center position for us and um, you know play minutes immediately. So that's five uh, coming. Def, we know definitely coming in. Uh, how many are looking more to add to the next year's class? Yeah, yeah, I think the class we're looking at to be about seven. That would kind of be the guess for us right now. And um, you know, obviously, if um, you know some guys right now, it's it's just a matter of you know trying to figure out what we're going to do scholarship wise, and you know also um, you know who's the right fit and who's ready to come in. So it's you know in, until they um, sign that NLI, they're not on scholarship. So it's just. Just kind of closing that out. Yeah, looking at this list, four fours and a goaltender. Are you looking at defense at all? Yeah, that's there. There'll definitely be a defenseman in that class. So we're gonna we lose one, and uh, we want to bring one in. When you're out recruiting, what are you looking? At? I mean, obviously, some some guys, you know, looking at you look at stats as you mentioned. Some guys just looking to you know cheat the game and just you know worry about recording points and getting a scholarship. But when you're going out there, what what intangibles are you looking for? Well, I think we want to be a team that competes at a really high level. Um, we want to play with a lot of pace. Um, you know, for, so for us, that's um, you know, skating ability is is paramount. Um, I think that um, having the ability to you know face some adversity and to keep pushing through. Um, you know, there, there'll be tough times in college, but the guys that you know that face it and ha- attack it head on, and you know, just keep working. I think that's that's the guys that have the most success. Sometimes you come in, you talk about it like a Joe Messina and he may, he may have, you know, want to come in and play 16 games in the first half of the year. And it doesn't, doesn't go that way. And he only plays five. And then, you know, you, you find out in the second half of the year, he pushes through and he gets his chance and he makes the most of it then. And those, those guys that face that adversity and just keep hitting it in stride are usually the ones that have the best college careers. Yeah. Uh, I think you mentioned that you'd be on, on the road starting Thursday. Um, what do you I mean? How good of a time is this right now with the team off in a couple of weeks? Uh, you're out on the road. Uh, Lenny's out on the road. John's out on the road. So I mean, that, I mean, when you guys are all out on the road, separate places, uh, what? Uh, how much do you guys communicate and say, "Oh, well, you know, John likes this player, or um, Lenny likes this player, or you like this player"? Talk about that. What is what is that like? Yeah. So we actually have a software system that um, you know we we can input a player and then. You know, it actually cuts their shifts for you. So um, John can be like, hey, I, you know, I like player A. And then, you know, he puts it in and then we can sit down and watch what John just saw. And, you know, kind of, you know, instead of having to watch, a, you know, an hour and 20 minute hockey game as far as like with, you know, Zambonis and whatever, it's a, uh, you know, it, it can be a you know 18 minute process where you just watch when that player is on the ice. So we'll sit down and kind of discuss that player a little bit. And then uh, we have a big, big board where we kind of, you know, discuss who goes in what role and where we kind of see them and you know where they're projected to jump in and what we what we lack um we have a roster it's called our ghost roster which is like 
it's just qualities of players that you know we would like to have but maybe you know there's no players of the name there's players examples but um, of guys that we think fit that role but you know hey we think he could fit in you know this this top three left wing spot and you know or you know he's a middle six and you know this is where he fits so we just kind of you know banter back and forth on that and then um, you know usually we try to get everybody to at least watch every, you know, a player once live before we you know I guess it takes three keys to turn the submarine on and you know, or fire the missile, and that's kind of how we do it. Do you, you know that three takes three keys to start a submarine? <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't, but we're, we're, we're going to go with that. It takes three, it takes three keys for us to offer a scholarship. So. Well, when will practices resume? Uh, the 26th will be back, and, and we'll skate in the evening. Yeah. Uh, what's Christmas going to be like at the Halsey household? Yeah, so we actually have uh, – so I'll be out in Minnesota and Iowa just recruiting the USHL – um, this weekend, and then we'll do a, uh, like just a Howji family Christmas on the the Sunday, and then um, we'll bounce around uh, within Minnesota High School that week, and then um, just do a Christmas Eve with my family, and then uh, Christmas Day with my wife's family, and then uh, right back here. Are you hoping for a quarterback under the tree for the Vikings? <laughs> they, they that did. was that was. I mean, I we have enough a red zone at home, and yeah. that was. Unbelievably, the worst game I've ever seen. How you're indoors, you can't score points, and it's just like both teams are just brutally bad. I just, uh, I don't know. I mean, of course, I can't talk. My Eagles stink like yeah. the that. the good thing for me was I was in a hockey rink watching a game in Halifax, and there was scoring in that. There was more scoring in that than there was in the, in the Vikings games. Well, Josh, have a great holiday. Uh, safe travels on your recruiting trip, and uh, we'll talk after the new year. Uh, we, you know, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll look back at the Bentley game. Look at you know once. You know, because the ECAC hockey schedule will kick back into uh, full gear uh, the first weekend of January. Yeah, it should be good, and we we put ourselves in an okay position there. But we have some games in hand to make up, and maybe you know the the plan is to make a big push here to hopefully be able to finish in the top four in the second half. All right, Josh, appreciate a few minutes. Thank you very much. Thanks, that's Josh Halji. Uh, I have another podcast coming on Thursday. I'll have interviews with uh, the Gazette's Adam Schinder on the UOB football team as they uh, get ready for the NCAA FCS semifinals. I'll talk NBA with Mark Kessesser, the voice of the NBA on ESPN Radio and Gilgolan High School graduate. And I'll speak with new Tri-City Valley manager, uh, Valley Cats manager, Greg Taggart. The views expressed in the Parting Shots podcast are not necessarily those of the Daily Gazette Company. The Parting Shots podcast is a production of the Daily Gazette Company. I'm Daily Gazette sports editor Ken Schott. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you next time. From the Parting Shots podcast studio in Schenectady, New York, good day, good hockey.